This podcast has been made possible by NDMU Radio Network. Welcome to That's What She Said, the weekly women's history podcast. This week, I'm going to be doing something a little bit different and looking at a broader group of women. I'm looking at important women in the history of Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. For this podcast, I'm using a timeline that I worked on as part of an internship at LancasterHistory.org. So let's get started. Anne Latorte and her husband Jacques were French Huguenots who traveled to England in response to religious persecution in France, and while in London they met with William Penn who offered them land in Pennsylvania to create a safe haven for French Huguenots. Madame Latorte and Jacques were the first white settlers of Lancaster County, and they settled there in 1686. By 1704, Madame Latorte and her husband set up a trading post in Conestoga they made sure that they were providing useful goods such as warm blankets and pots in exchange for furs. Madame Latorte would run the trading post while Jacques went on on long trips. She was respected by the Native Americans because of her business abilities and her fairness to them. In 1718, Anne and Jacques created a new trading post near Carlisle, Pennsylvania. Even after her husband's death, Anne continued to run the trading post in Carlisle through the end of her life. Right now, there is an elementary school named after Madame Latorte in Lancaster County. And the reason I did not give a birthday is that because there is not one available for her. Madame Marie Warmbauer Ferry was born in 1653 in France. Her and her husband Daniel were also French Huguenots, and they were therefore forced to flee France after the Edict of Nantes was revoked in 1685. The Edict of Nantes was a declaration that Huguenots and Catholics must live in peace to present the persecution of them, of the Huguenots. The Furries did flee to Germany, which is where Daniel died, and Marie was then able to move with her family to the American colonies with the help of Queen Anne of England, who provided English citizenship to immigrants if they would populate the colonies. Marie grabbed the attention of William Penn and received one of his land grants for the colony. She settled in Lancaster County and established the town of Paradise in 1712. She is credited with being the founder of the Peckway Valley. Susanna Wright was truly an interesting woman. She was born in 1696 in Lancashire, England. Her family immigrated to the colonies in 714, but Susanna was left behind to finish her education. She joined the family eight years later in 1722. In 1728, she settled in the new town of Wrights Ferry, established by her father in 1726. She defied traditional roles for women of her time and instead was highly educated and remained unmarried for her entire life. Over the course of her life, she had diverse interests and areas of study. She was a political pundit, businesswoman, poet, and botanist. She was a frequent confidant of... Benjamin Franklin, who sought her advice on political matters and, oft- and also mailed her books and other interesting objects. Her interest in botany and agriculture led her to be one of the pioneers of the American silk industry. Susanna died in 1784 at the age of 87. After her death, Wrights Ferry became the town of Columbia, and they named it Columbia to try after Christopher Columbus, in a bid to become the nation's capital. They lost that bid, and then they also lost the bid to be the state capital to Harrisburg. Anne Wood Henry was born on July 21, 1734 in New Jersey. 
She was also the wife of colonial gunsmith, inventor, and patriot William Henry. She assisted her husband in providing arms, provisions, and other necessities during the American Revolution. During the war, her household was a military and intellectual center. She hosted prominent men, including author Thomas Paine, who she did not like for his lack of religion. After the war, William Henry became the treasurer of Lancaster County, and when he died, Anne assumed his duties and became the first woman in Pennsylvania to hold public office. She continued this duty for several, several years and was successful in her position. She died on March 8, 1798. Mary McIlwain Dixon was born in 1779. She was the wife of William Dixon, the editor of the anti-federalist Lancaster Intelligencer newspaper. After William was imprisoned by a Federalist judge for, Federalist judge for libel, Mary took on the newspaper and, or the, as the role of editor, and she joined her husband as an early advocate for freedom of press, and she continued running the paper for three years after her husband's death. In 1829, she was appointed postmaster of Lancaster by President Jackson. She held this position for 30 years until she stepped down in 1850, and she later died in 1859. Lydia Steele Bailey was native to Lancaster County and born in 1779. She moved to Philadelphia once she married, and her husband Robert died in 1808. And then Lydia took over his floundering printing business and turned it into a very successful print shop, and she gained many government contracts. And from 1813 through the mid-1850s, she served as the official city printer of Philadelphia. She was the only woman appointed to this position and oh, in the entire history of the position. And in addition to running the, her business, she also learned to set type and claimed to have taught 42 men's to set type as well. She later died in 1869. Rosina Hubley was born in 1791, and throughout her life, out of concern from the people, for the people of Lancaster, she created many relief agencies to help the disadvantaged. After her husband Joseph died, she took over management of the White Swan Hotel, and during the Civil War, Hubley organized a civic organization called the Patriotic Daughters of Lancaster, this organization supported soldiers by sending them bandages, bedding, and clothing. The Patriotic Daughters also hosted sanitary fairs to enlist the public support. Rosina, backed by the Patriot Daughters, also funded and raised the Soldiers and Sailors Monument in the city of Lancaster, and she later died in 1875. Lydia Hamilton Smith was born in Adams County to an African-American mother and Irish father in 1815. She was the mother of two sons whom she raised on her own after separating from her husband. She rose to prominence as the housekeeper of the Lancaster lawyer and abolitionist and politician Thaddeus Stevens. She was his friend and confidant, and in 1860, Smith purchased her Lancaster home from him. The house was adjacent to Stevens's house and still stands today. After the death of Stevens, he left her $5,000 that she then used to purchase his home and property in Washington, D.C., including a boarding house, and she later died in 1884. Blanche Nevin was born in 1841 and was the daughter of a prominent theologian and academic, Dr. John Nevin. Blanche moved with her family to Lancaster in 1855, and she began her career as a prolific sculpture, sculptor. 
Blanche is considered by many to be the first noteworthy female sculptor in America. Some of her works include a statue of Peter Muhlenberg, which is in the crypt of the United States Capitol, and a bust of President Woodrow Wilson. Blanche was also a talented poet. She died in 1925. The inspiration from this episode was a quote from the historian Laurel Thatcher Ulrich about Martha Ballard, an 18th century midwife. Well-behaving women seldom make history. This quote is amazing because it shows that, like, doing good in job doesn't always mean that you're going to make history, but it's still important to do your work anyway because you may be remembered down the road as Martha Ballard was, forgotten for almost 200 years. There are amazing women in the world around us going about their lives and making a difference. Some may stand out, but many don't. It is so important to understand and know the history of your community because it shows the uniqueness and awesomeness of the people who inhabit these smaller places. Local history is a passion of mine, and I hope by listening to this episode, you go out and visit your local history museum and learn about the amazing people and life in your area. I created this episode, as I said, based off this timeline that I created for Lancaster History. And if it weren't for this timeline, I wouldn't have learned so much about this new area where I lived. And I would not have known about Peggy, Ship, and Arnold, the subject of my previous episode, and therefore not included here. Tune in next week for a brand new episode on a different woman in history. Until then, check out the, new, the That's What She Said Facebook page for resources used in the creation of this episode and visit your local history museum and volunteer if you want to. It's an amazing opportunity. This has been a production of NDMU Radio Network.